electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on Squawk Pod. It reminds me of the Kane Mutiny. Remember all those guys? Yeah, let's get it. A speakership hanging in the balance. When it actually came down to actually doing it, it's like, well, I don't know. Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, trying to fend off an attack from his own party. You'll hear him right here. I didn't get Speaker on an easy round. It hadn't happened in 150 years. It took me 15 rounds. I will never give up. Microsoft rolling out an AI assistant that lets you be in two places at once. Double the number of meetings. That does not sound like a productivity booster. All that today, plus jury selection kicks off in the trial of one-time crypto king Sam Bankman-Fried. We try to be impartial. Do you have negative opinions about amassing yes. wealth? No. It's Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand Becky by in three, two, one. Cue it, please. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. We're live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. And uh, here we go again. Yesterday, a little bit of a mixed picture for the markets. You said the S&P was flat, the Nasdaq was actually up, but the Dow was down once again. If you're looking at the major averages for the year to date, the Dow's actually up by less than 1%. The S&P 500 up by 11.7%, the Nasdaq up by more than 27%. And again, the Dow has been weak over the last several uh, several trading sessions that you've been seeing with some of the issues that have been going on. The bigger deal, though, is the Russell 2000. It actually turned negative for the year yesterday, and this has been a huge pullback, not just with the Russell 2000, but also with the Dow Industrials. All of these are signs when you have small businesses and industrials that are pulling back of a potential recession. These are things we watch, along with Treasury yields and the inversion that we've been watching in that Treasury uh, yield uh, curve. The two-year this morning is at 5.1%. It's above the five-year. It's above the 10-year. It's above the 30-year. The 10-year, 4.7%, and the 30-year now at 4.82%. Those yields picking up, that's what we've been watching so far. Weird, though. The yields are picking up because the economy is so strong. So why, why, is, why is the Russell and Dow indicating the economy is not that strong? There's, like, varying... Well, it's cross currents. Maybe it's so it's strong, at, so strong that, that, that the it Fed causes can do something. Right, and if they do something, then it's looking ahead, that is why. That yeah. is why that they right. got they got to go further. Yeah. There we are, because they haven't succeeded yet. Jamie Dimon made some comments yesterday in an interview where he talked about how, yeah, we, we could go to 7%. This is the same thing he said about a week ago. He said it's not something he's predicting, but you have to prepare for it. That's what he's told his board. That's what he tells clients. You've got to be prepared for it. Don't be surprised if rates are higher. Don't get caught unawares and you know, offsides because you are waiting to refinance. For what purpose does the, does the gentleman from Florida now seek recognition? Declaring the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives to be vacant. Resolved that the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives is hereby declared 
to be vacant. Mr. Gates, how many Republicans do you have with you in this effort? Well, I have enough Republicans where at this point next week, one of two things will happen. Kevin McCarthy won't be the Speaker of the House or he'll be the Speaker of the House working at the pleasure of the Democrats. And I'm at peace with either result because the American people deserve to know who governs them. The Democrats, you're going to need Democrats to... Congressman Matt Gates making good on his promise to try to oust Speaker Kevin McCarthy. He filed a resolution to force a vote on the issue yesterday. Gates saying that McCarthy failed to live up to promises he made to conservatives during his fight to become Speaker in January to significantly cut spending. The motion to vacate triggers a future floor vote, but it's unclear when that vote might happen. Now, McCarthy allies are likely going to try to delay or thwart the vote, but the resolution is privileged, meaning it takes precedence, I should say, over other House business. House rules say privileged matters must be considered within two legislative days, so you can just look at your watch. We're going to talk all about this when Speaker McCarthy joins us live, and I imagine is going to defend his position. It's never been done, and, and there's probably, there's 20 guys that you know, complain a lot and, and sort of, they don't necessarily caucus with Mac, uh, Matt Gates, but they're sort of thought of as allies. But when push comes to shove, the, the question is how many would really vote to do it? It reminds me of the Kane mutiny. Remember all those guys? Yeah, let's, let's get him, let's get him. And then when it actually came down to actually doing it, it's like, well, I don't know, I'm not really, and they're like one guy well, what's left. Your, what's your plan? I mean, like, what's the plan? Who would they Nobody would would step up. The other thing is, so Matt Gates, I mean, McCarthy was right. He said, so they're really, he's doing this because I, uh, I got a couple of, they wouldn't pass what I wanted to pass. My Republican colleagues we were unable to pass our bill. So I had to go across the aisle to, to keep the government open. If, if that's going to cause you to challenge me, then so be it. But you know what Gates is, is theoretically doing now? Talking to people like AOC, talking to, to, to radical <laughs> members of the Demo Democrat Party that also want. Because that's always, the political because spectrum you always get, bends around. You've got to get a hundred. You got to get most of the Democrats for him to get 218 to oust McCarthy. You right. need most of. So now he's talking to the same Democrats Maybe, that, that he but, that, that well, he criticized McCarthy for use getting Democrats. What does it say though, about the? What does it say about the people who? I mean, Gates must feel very comfortable in in his role, in, in that he thinks that- comfortable at all. He's no, under an ethics no, investigation. I and the, and, and, I and he, that's that. why he hates McCarthy. No, I understand that I'm saying, but he must feel comfortable that there are voters who are gonna continue to vote for him. Just think about I that don't part. Know that he wants to run for governor of Florida. That, that might be. Point. So you and think Florida's this is all just one big- red. He's gotten a lot but more he believe, But the point is that he well, he's believes- a Trump guy. And Trump has- That there's a political party right. and audience for this. It's I'm just saying- 35, it's like the basket. It's like your basket. Your deplorable basket. Is it my basket? No, or is Hillary's it your basket? I mean, I think, the, I think the issue is. No, I'm is, not saying I'm part of it. I'm saying no, it's I, what you call I don't think you're the, part of it. I think actually you also think it's. I think you actually think that. You read John Kelly's comments yesterday? About that, about those voters. No, you read John Kelly, the former, uh, the longtime Trump chief of staff. You read some of his comments from yesterday. You'd like it. I've, I've heard some of his comments You'd in the like past. It. I don't know what You he would said like yesterday. it. Because it would confirm everything that you worry about. This, this is, you know. I mean, when, when you don't allow a conservative bill, he's not a conservative, he's a populist, Matt Gates. But so he blocks that from happening. So the only recourse would have been a government shutdown unless you reach across. So he, he, it was almost a trap. 
that he said it was. It, well, it's a ridiculous thing. If you're not going to cut spending, then we're not going to stand with you. And well, you don't have the Senate and you don't have the White House, so you're not going to be able to do things unless you are cooperating with the other arms. Well, McCarthy was already trying to cut spending more than the deal they agreed upon with President Biden. So he's already doing that. That's why Democrats are at. Now, the question is, what, what do Democrats want? To either vote president. They That's could vote president. They can vote president or not show up. And then you'd need more than uh, if they all did show up. But now we're what, you know, there's, there's talk about what, uh, McCarthy said he has not spoken to Hakeem Jeffries or other Democrats. We'll be able to ask him whether he's right. spoken and whether he knows whether Matt Gates is actually They want a spoken. couple of things, though. They, they want Ukrainian funding. They do. Uh, but Matt Gates says he already had a, a implied deal with, but he said to do that, mm -hmm. where McCarthy just says, look, I said the money that's already there will make sure that, there, that there's nothing in the way of that getting uh, okay for Ukraine. And that's a weird thing, too. Some, a lot of Republicans want to do Ukraine. So right. that's weird. It's right. the, the Gates types that don't want to do that either. Talk about all this. It's a palace intrigue, I guess. Just one more thing about that. I saw that Congressman McCarthy from Massachusetts said, you know, we can talk, but I am not a cheap date. In well, this is the reality of politics. In terms of, of what the Democrats would want. Yeah. This is the reality Hello. of politics. This well, is what Matt Gates and the rest of the rest what would would they want? Yeah, Matt what? Gates had some pretty, he was, he was not a cheap date either. He was very expensive to negotiate with the, all of them to, to vote to get him on board to be the speaker to begin with. This is politics. Yeah, but that, it's all personal with, you saw those guys, they almost got fisticuffs. Uh, yeah, on one of the, yeah, one of the votes. But I don't know what the Democrats, there's a few things the Democrats would like, and it, that would be a Faustian bargain, if, if it had a way As opposed to the Faustian bargain he was just in. With, uh, with Gates and some of these people who held him up. When he became answer. speaker. When he became speaker. To, to, go to, from, to have five to all, ten members who are saying, we're going to call the shots here. That irritated the rest of the caucus. Like, what are you talking about? Most of the caucus is behind McCarthy. Right. But it, it, and it was going to be five people were needed to, to challenge the speaker. So then it got back to one. But it's always been mostly one. But it's still never been done. Never been done in... Uh, and I guess there hasn't been a vote, like you said, in 100, over 100 I, I years. I think 1910 or something. I think they actually had a vote. But Boehner left after they, they were going. Uh, yeah. I think it was Mark Meadows who was yeah. going to do it to Boehner yeah. back in. And then he left. He said, I'm out of here. The playing golf in Ohio. Shove it. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes. Jury selection in the criminal trial of Sam Bankman-Fried kicks off at 9.30 a.m. in a Manhattan federal court downtown. Bankman-Fried has been... Uh, in jail since August after a judge revoked his bail for alleged uh, witness tampering. He faces seven criminal counts related to the implosion of the crypto empire that he built. Those charges include wire and securities fraud as well as mon money laundering. And the potential prison sentence for the combined charges could total more than 100 years. Prosecutors are saying that the former FTX chief misused billions of dollars worth of customer money uh, for things like personal purchases, like uh, buying more than $200 million worth of luxury real estate uh, in the Bahamas. The government also contends that Bankman-Fried was using these deposits, customer deposits, to both cover bad bets that he made at the crypto hedge fund Alameda Research and to make $100 million in campaign contributions. In total, prosecutors say nearly $9 billion worth of FTX customer money went missing. Bankman-Fried has pleaded uh, not guilty uh, to all the charges. Did you, did you see one of, one of the things on, uh, you don't look at Drudge. I, I, I look at Drudge. I barely look at it, the Drudgington Post. Uh, but it does say that uh, 
Bankman-Fried in 2020 was going to offer Trump fi the, the, five the price was five billion. That was on 60 Minutes. That was on 60 Minutes. Was it really? On What's Sunday it called? Night. 60 Minutes. How long is that show? 60 Minutes. Oh, it's an hour. How many yeah. stocks in the S&P 500? Uh, like 498, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it is because there are a couple what of tracking stuff. The more stuff. complicated one was the Russell 2000. But Russell I think 2000. there might be. A, I don't think there. there's 2000 no. in the Russell right. 2000. It's all complicated. How, how many states in the United States? I mean, that's not a 57. Yeah. I know Obama visited 57. I don't know if you saw this. Um, we actually published it in Dealbook this morning. It, here are the questions for the jurors. Tell me if you think you can be an impartial juror in this case. You ready? Do you have a negative opinion about cryptocurrency? I think you, you're going to say you like cryptocurrency, right? Brian. Brian, okay. If a company involved in the crypto industry or the financial industry fails, do you feel that only the owners of the company must be to blame. Throw away the key. Throw away I don't want to sit on a jury. These are okay. the answers I give when they actually ask me to Do serve you up. have negative opinions about amassing yes. wealth no. to support causes to improve the world to help others? I don't know. That's a, that's a, what? Okay. And then finally, the defendant in this case has ADHD, which might affect things like his physical behavior, body language, or eye contact. Uh -huh. Please raise your hand if you have never had any personal or professional experience with ADHD. Do you have any opinion about the fact that the defendant has ADHD? Is that so what he has? That is going to be one of the. This is. I was giving you sort of a list of, he not, of the questions being asked of the jurors, jurors. Um, to see whether like you're like a partial a, juror. Maybe like ASD, don't you think? Almost. Well, he has a, a whole bunch of other uh, other medical issues, but um, right. These these are among the questions. I don't want to serve. Andrew. I know you don't want to serve. <laughs> it's going to be a long trial. I have to be here. I think they said six weeks. Have, have you seen here. the show Jury Duty yet? Uh, no, but I get called a lot to go into Newark. On Amazon. Do you not know about the show? I don't want to watch that, no, on, on Amazon. It's hilarious. It's, it's trying the, to get out of it. It's the funniest show I you'll ever... I think if you say... No, I, do you not know about this? It's no. like the ultimate Truman Show. So basically, there is... One person has been, has been brought in to be a juror. Everybody around them are actors. Oh. And they have they no know? idea what is going on, and the whole thing is a farce, <laughs> and they're like completely out to lunch. But there's a hilarious scene early on. I won't even get into it. Those who are what, who, who know this show know what it is. Where Nobody he says knows something this about show, except oh, for you. No, this is like one of the most popular shows is now really? uh, out there. It's a, but it's like a punk thing. It's the, per, the poor person in the middle has no idea. So that funny, but it all has to do with jury duty. But you know what? If you've served on jury duty, you know it's probably not too far from the truth when you go into these things. When you see this thing, you got you got to watch it. Anyway. Next on Squawk Pod, a shutdown crisis averted for now, but a political crisis for Speaker Kevin McCarthy currently brewing. His party looking to oust him, but he tells us he's not giving up. Kevin McCarthy is next. Last week, you thought all government was going to shut down. And I said, uh, you know what? I'm an optimist and uh, I put my money on myself. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. 
Specialised across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Welcome back to Squawk Pod. Another day, another check-in with the Speaker of the House of Representatives. A few things have changed since we spoke to him just five days ago. Here's Joe. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy helped get a short-term bill uh, to fund the government passed uh, over the weekend, but now he's facing a challenge to his leadership from Florida Republican Matt Gates. Gates filing a resolution to force a vote on whether to keep McCarthy uh, as Speaker last night. The Speaker tweeted, uh, bring it on. A short time later, Gates, uh, Gates replied, just did. Join us now, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy. Great to have you on, Speaker, on, uh, the speaker on a day where, where you can answer and tell us exactly uh, what's happening. We know, and you've pointed it out many, many times, you're an optimist. Uh, we also know and pointed it out that your demise has been greatly exaggerated many times <laughs> in the past, and you will never give up, as you said. Do you expect to, keep, uh, to be able to keep the speakership in, uh, at least for this next week? Yes, I do. I go week to week. What I was I just on here last week and you thought all government was going to shut down. And I said, uh, you know what, I'm an optimist and uh, I put my money on myself and uh, I, I still do to this day. Will it will you keep the speakership purely but, but with votes from your caucus or will you need help uh, from from the Democrats, whether some of them vote present or don't show up or actually vote to keep you speaker? Do you will you need that? Well, 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 you're asking you're asking the question the wrong way. Um, All right. Will I, will, Ask it, will, then answer it. Will, will, will I get removed because four or five Republicans join with all the Democrats? I mean, that's the question here. If 98% of the conference wants you to be speaker, but you create a Congress where four people can determine if they work with the other side, how strong is the continuity of your government itself? And think for one moment. Last week, we were hemorrhaging on whether we would shut down or not. I made a decision to take a risk to keep the government open. At the end of the day, if I am removed from speaker because I kept the, the troops from getting paid, they're able to be paid and the border agents able to be paid, you know, that's a fight worth fighting for. I've always said I will fight for the American public, and that's exactly what I did, and I'll continue to do that and let the chips fall where they may. Hakeem Jeffries... Um Leader Jeffries said that he hadn't spoken yet, but he, he does, he will speak to you at some point. Have you spoken uh, at this point, at this point this morning, have you spoken to, to uh, Congressman Jeffries, Leader Jeffries? Hakeem, Hakeem Jeffries and I have a good relationship. Uh, the first thing I did when I became speaker was I said I was going to treat Jeffries the way I wanted to be treated. That doesn't mean they're going to vote for me. I understand where the Democrats are. I'm not asking for any special deal or anything else, but I firmly believe, just like the past speaker, the past speaker was the only person who had changed this rule, um, and it hadn't been used outside of uh, the Boehner proposition. I don't think it's good for government. I don't think it helps solve the big problems, especially when it's used by individuals for personal reasons instead of for uh, ability to um, keep moving forward. The Democrats are going to have their caucus. They're going to decide what they're going to do, and uh, we will live with whatever happens. That's at nine, I think, their meeting. And then you've got to decide. You're going to have a closed-door meeting, your caucus uh, as well. D during the 15 votes to make you speaker, 
I think you went from, what, at one point, did you have 20 that were against it, and you chipped away during the 15 votes, and you got it down to where, obviously, your speaker. Where are you right now in terms of what are the numbers? Do you know uh, it, what's been whipped? Is it, is it 20? Is it 15? Is it 10? A, a lot of, since this has never been done, Mr. Speaker, this has never been successfully done. It, 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 it's rarely even it's attempted. And, it's, only been so, used, it's only been used one time. It's been weaponized now. Listen, Matt Gates had planned to do this from the very beginning. He never voted for me. He's the one that challenged. He's the one that wanted to have this rule. He's the one that told the conference that he would never use it, but he was going to use it regardless whatever happened. He's got personal things in his life that he has challenges with. That's fine, but I think from an ability that we're able to work together to keep government open, keep paying our troops, uh, this is just <laughs> confusing in the process, but I'm focused on making sure well, we get our probes. We've got 45 more days. He says it's not that. Do you, Jake Tapper, I think, over the weekend said it, he had seen evidence that that's, that is what this is all about. Other people say right. it's about uh, becoming Florida governor, but you, you think it's totally about this ethics investigation into... Uh, oh, he, uh, he, he knows exactly. He's been, he, he's been blaming me for, some, for an ethics complaint against him that happened in the last Congress. I have nothing to do with it. He wants me to try to wipe that away. I'm not going to do that. That's illegal. And you know what? If some way I lose my job because I uphold the law, because I uphold uh, the continuity of government, so be it. I'm just going to do what's right for the American people and keep working towards that direction. Speaker, what are the Democrats asking you for? As, as, as you try to build support, I imagine, from Democrats in this case, I imagine they're going to try to drive a hard bargain. You know what? They haven't asked for anything. I'm not going to provide anything. And let's just be clear. Uh, when Nancy Pelosi was the minority leader, she would always come in and she told Boehner and, and Paul uh, that she didn't believe in them utilizing this, how they removed Boehner, that she would always vote it down, not based upon saving an individual, but based upon what's good for government, what's good for the institution as a whole. And that's the question has to be, are, are we now in a situation in our government that we just provided keeping government open, that we're going to play politics with how you become speaker? If that's the case, then I think we've got real problems. But has Hakeem Jeffries said that it. he has Hakeem Jeffries said that he agrees with Nancy Pelosi's view on these things that that you don't want to let a, a small minority of four or five members kind of push you know, the rest of them ha around. Hakeem runs his conference and he's going to have a conference and everybody's going to talk about it and I'm not going to put Hakeem in any position at all and I respect whatever decision anybody makes. Look, I can I can give as good as good as I get. I know the place of where I'm at. I didn't get speaker on an easy round. It hadn't happened in 150 years. It took me 15 rounds. I will never give up. And that's the basis of where we are. What's really difficult here is how do you run a conference when we try to pass the most conservative bill that secures the border and 21 vote no, they don't allow you to move forward. I move forward and make sure government stays open and they get upset about that. They're the same individuals that stopped us from passing any appropriation bills. I believe I'm a conservative that wants to get things done. I have some conservatives that don't want to do anything. That is a challenge, but that's the life and what we lead. Your viewers get to hire and fire who works for them. Somebody else hires and fires who works here. And you know what? I just have to inspire them. And I'm going to do the very best job I can, and we're going to live with the consequences, and we're going to try to focus the public on doing what's right. It was almost a trap. I mean, if you, if you are the same group that votes against 
you trying to get something passed in the House, and then you have to, you know, go to the other side to get to keep the government open. They precluded you from being able to pass your bill, and then they, I, I don't understand what they. I mean, it almost looks well, like a trap. It's almost a catch twenty two. Well, you, no, it, this it, was there's always no way to prevail other than what you did. Was there? Unless yeah, you no, shut but, the government. No, but watch the history. After we got through the debt ceiling, what's the first thing that these few individuals did, Matt Gates and others, shut down all of government. And then they started shutting down our ability to be individual appropriation bills up. And then what they, they did is said that it was going to be a McCarthy shutdown because they thought government would shut down and they denied us the ability to have a conservative bill to keep it open and actually secure the border. And then when I kept government open, now that's my fault because Democrats voted with me. He just voted with all the Democrats to try to get government to shut down. If he is successful today, he'd be voting with all the Democrats. So you know what? It is what it is, but I just have to be focused on making sure I can get the best conservative bills passed to run this government. Have you heard anecdotally that he's been, uh, I, I don't know, talking to the, the even left-leaning members of, of the other of the Democratic caucus to, to make sure that they... Uh, go along with him? Has is, is he had the same type of conversations that, that you had to have with, I don't know, you had to, <laughs> Look, you needed Democrat I, I, votes to pass it. Has he been doing that? Do you know? The same oh, people that yes. he's, huh? The, the, the real challenging part is he's been offering them subpoena power. <laughs> I don't know how he has the right to do that, but yeah, he's worked it hard. Look, uh, uh, he works hard at trying to make this happen. He's focused on doing this. I'd rather people focus on solving you, the problems for the American people. Will you be able to table it in the first vote? Do you think, will that happen? What, what, what is your, well, that, how do you handicap well, that, that, that will tell everything. I mean, you always want me to handicap everything. And I, I keep giving you the same answer. You're an optimist. Uh, I'm an optimist. You know what? It, it, these, are, these are opportunities, every challenge before you. And uh, I think if people raked how many times they would have killed me in the past, I would have been dead long ago. But I think the one focus of why we continue to survive is what do we focus on? And you know what? I don't think the clock ever runs out. If there's an obstacle, find a way around the obstacle. Do you have your any focus idea on what's who, important. Who, who those, uh, what do we call them? The gang of, I don't know. The gang of what? It's half a dozen? We don't, Five, if we knew, four, we we'd, know. Know whether he, we'd know whether it gets tabled or not. We don't know how many there are. But do they have any idea? No, would anyone else take this job? No one else wants it. That, you know, <laughs> who, who, who Somebody would, will take the job. Scalise, who who would Matt Gates suggest that this, do they have a, a, a Look, successor? Matt doesn't ha no, Matt doesn't have anybody. Matt's focus is try to just remove me, uh, which is difficult in the place of where we have 45 more days to be able to fund government, to be able to secure our borders, eliminate the wasteful spending. You, you report every day on right. where the 10-year bonds but are. There and was no else. deal. This there was no deal to, to fund Ukraine, uh, Mr. Speaker. He, he said you, <laughs> no, you cut some side just, deal, huh? <laughs> That's just Gates with a new attack. He's very good at that. Gates no. being Gates. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I know you got to run. I don't know what you have to do, but uh, yeah, we, we're, we're told you you don't have uh, as much time maybe as, as we normally would. But um, Mr. Speaker, we'll be watching. Uh, All right. Uh, Thanks for having me on. All right. You're very welcome. Thanks for coming on and and uh, you know bringing us up to date. Appreciate it. Cheese will be next. Coming up, an AI assistant so you can be in two meetings at once. Our Steve Kovac on the new Microsoft technology that could be coming to your desktop. Who does this work for? Right now, everything in email is evidence mail. Now every meeting you have, every word's going to be recorded. More Squawk Pod right after this.
from their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. You're listening to Squawk Pod. Up and Andrew, Q. Good morning and welcome back to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. We're live at the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Andrew Ross Sorkin along with Becky Quick and Joe Kernan. Microsoft is going to begin selling its new AI tool called Copilot for $30 a month starting in November. But the question is, will this product live up to the AI hype? Steve Kovac joins us right now with more. Steve, what do you think? Yeah, well, Becky, all year everyone's asking, can anyone besides NVIDIA generate meaning sales directly from AI? Well, Microsoft is about to try a month or so from now with the launch of its new AI assistant, Copilot, for business customers. Like you said, costs $30 per user per month, nearly double what companies are already paying for a Microsoft 365 subscription that includes apps like Teams, Outlook, and Word. Question investors have been asking, though, is it worth that steep price? Microsoft has already had some customers testing an early version of Copilot ahead of the launch. I caught up with Kate Johnson. She's CEO of Denver-based Lumen Technologies, and 300 of her employees have been using Copilot for over two months now. Here's what she told me. What I see is the potential for breakthrough productivity. I really feel like you with the pace of diffusion of AI, it's now or never. You wait, you're gonna get left behind. Now, I also spoke with one Lumen employee who told me Copilot allowed him to be in two places at once and even catch up on his missed meetings. Here's what he said. Before I was using Copilot, that would have taken me probably a couple hours. It, it took me three minutes to be able to interact with Copilot in a Teams meeting uh, and bring that information current. Now the pressure is on to sell that experience to the more than 300 million users across Microsoft 365, especially as companies are tightening their IT spending. I caught up with Microsoft's VP in charge of that business, Jared Spatero, on how he's pitching Copilot to customers. We don't say, think of this as an addition to your IT spend. We say, think of this as a way of literally revamping all of your processes in your company. Most customers are very interested in productivity gains. They're very interested in what it can do to create value. And so we're going to start there. And more competition is coming. Google is also working on similar AI tools for its productivity apps. And it'll all cost the same as Copilot. But Daniel Newman, analyst at Futurum, tells me Microsoft has an entrenched lead over Google. I actually believe Google will continue to be the leader in search and Microsoft will continue to be the leader in these productivity tools. And that while maybe you'll see a few customers uh, jump over the fence over time, I don't think that this so much compels the switching as much as it does really lock customers in. So look, we'll see what happens a month from now, but Microsoft says sales from Copilot won't really kick in until later next year, guys. What did the woman who you spoke to at Lumen, the CEO there, is she gonna pay for this? It sounds like it. She's very optimistic about it. Now only 300 of her uh, 30,000 employees are using it. And I asked her that, you know, when it's generally available, are you gonna kick that up? Are you gonna go from 300 to 30,000? She effectively said it depends. They have a lot of uh, workers who are out in the field fixing equipment and things like that. Maybe they don't need Copilot as much as someone 
who's working in finance what in the, the office. What did the guy who said he was in two places at once mean? He missed a meeting and he just yeah, went so back and looked it, at the video? Of this the is meeting? all happening through Teams. So let's say you have back to back meetings or you're late to a meeting. What Copilot can do is you log into Teams and it'll say, Becky. Double it, the number of meetings? That does not sound like a productivity well, booster. Have, but you've had overlapping meetings before. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure. really who glad when I missed that? one of them. Exactly. <laughs> but, but what if your boss asks you what, what happened in that meeting you missed, which is what that guy told me? He was able to ask Copilot what happened. And that's the killer app, because all that is right now is a transcript, effectively, Basically, and a and, summary. And it's, 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 it's a transcript and a summary of, of the meeting, right. which, by the way, is valuable. And it's timed to the video. So if you actually want to go back exactly. and see the video, you can do it. It's not, I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting. It technology it, exists already. The other question, by the way, is for, for all this stuff to work, at least for that piece right. of it to work, it does require recording everything. It, it has to record everything. It's looking at all your emails. It's looking at all the, you know, it's right. containerized. They're not public, of Privacy course. Privacy concerns on yeah. any of that. But Teams, to your, to your point, that's the example most people bring up. It does things with Outlook, for example. Like you can, you know, if you're on vacation, you can catch up on emails. You know like who that. this is going to be a boon for? Lawyers. Oh, 100%. Like right now, everything in email is evidence mail. Yeah. Now, every meeting you have, every word's going to be recorded. And man, that is a bonanza for lawyers. But it's also great for us. And I know you do this on Anthropic or Claude's Anthropic right. too. But just feeding it a PDF and saying, summarize this for me is super effective for what we do. I, I, I right. fed it chunky analyst notes and say, just give me the, you know, the protein of this. And it does it. It's really, you know, Hold that's on. really I, powerful. I just heard the, the vacation email thing. That is not a feature I knew about. That actually seems yeah. like a valuable How, feature. You come so back from will, vacation, you have 6,000 emails that you will, missed. It'll will, distill okay. it down. I want it not only to distill it down, but to respond to them for me. Now, I don't think it does that, but it'll say, it'll, supposedly, the way they're pitching it is it weeds out the garbage from the stuff okay. that's By actionable. Way, that could buy you a day or two. Sometimes yeah. you come back up from vacation, and you have a lot of email. If, you can delete, uh, unless delete them all at once. Why can't you just do a... I, now, what's a, a, bulk, a what is a meeting? What is that? Exactly. It's where people are... It's where people uh, get together and talk, talk about stuff. About yeah. what? And about, now people do it. They look at their computer screens and just talk to each other. Oh, it's, no, it's no, crazy. no, yeah. no, no. No more face-to-face. -face. It's no, like this, Joe. Like this. Yeah. It's like a meeting. Th well, this is the only meeting I'm willing to attend. three-hour morning meeting. Yeah, we have a three-hour morning meeting. That's it. It's like that. I'm meetinged out after this. Yeah. Like... Have you guys learned how to put maybe so that it goes away and you never have to look at it again? Oh, I know you responded it that way. I respond to I every single I, one like that. to a calendar you. invitation. To a calendar, right. maybe. That way it goes away. You never have to think about it again. And but isn't it still on your calendar? No. Can you do that? It goes away and you can forget about yeah. it and never, never think about it. You never think. Meeting. Don't. Yeah, because you won't What's call? Okay, yeah. we got to go. Thank you. That's Squawk Pod for today. Hey, if you don't have time to join our three-hour morning meeting, I got a human intelligence idea for you. This podcast, Squawk Pod brings you the best of our morning show in an easy-to-listen-to, audio-first version every single day. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Like your basket. Is it my basket? No. Or is it your basket? Thanks for listening. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. 
From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. 